back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry and ElisaIlana.com. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Welcome back to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Elisa Ilana Jewelry. Well, she is a mom just like you or me. And if you like to live life in the thick of things, face things head on and shake them down, this is your girl. At first glance, Hilary Fogelsong and her life would seem out of reach for most. Married to the chairman of Universal Studios, her life would seem filled with premieres, parties, and glam. But as a survivor of melanoma, she has a message for you. Cancer doesn't care who you are. In her book, Pale Girl Speaks, you share her personal journey through cancer and beyond, and it will open your eyes. Today we've got Hillary Fogelsong. She's going to tell you what's going on. Remember to put your sunscreen on. She's going to tell you about her journey. Welcome to the show, Hillary. Thank you. I love that song. <laughs> I'm going to play that like before I walk into a room. I think, yeah. That's my new intro song. Your personal introduction. I love it. Well, first we have to commend you on this candid and honest look at your journey. And you share so many personal stories in your inner journey as well. So you kept notes through all of this, right? I did. You know, soon after I had surgery, I just started, you know, really journaling and didn't have the intention of turning it into a book. I thought, I don't know, maybe I would try to do a write a play or a one-woman show. I really wasn't sure. I just mm-hmm. kind of needed to get my thoughts down. It started to take shape as a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was all kind of within a year and a half of having surgery and being diagnosed the first time. And we'll get to your journey in just a minute, but you were also an actress. I was. You know, and when you're 25 and an actress living in L.A., I mean... You feel like you have a long life ahead of you. Sure. So the word cancer is very shocking. (laughs) And when you're 25 and it was basically skin cancer. And the thing that I think so many people don't realize is a lot of people have the CARS, what's it called? The Yeah, either basal cell or squamous cell, Uh which is also skin cancer, but you know, melanoma is very different because it can be incredibly deadly. And melanoma is second most deadly cancer, right? Yeah, for young women it is. Uh-huh. And for young people, it's, you know, it can spread very, very quickly. And it's like any other cancer, you know, breast cancer, where it spreads to other parts of the body. And so it's, it's scary. Now, I can imagine any cancer diagnosis is always devastating. But being out in Hollywood in the industry that you're in, how did that affect you? And we've spent some time in L.A. So much of it is about how you look. and Right. Yeah. So I think any kind of cancer diagnosis is humbling. And when you're young and you feel healthy and then all of a sudden someone tells you that your body's kind of not working the way it should, Mm -hmm. you know, it changes you. I mean, it really changed me. It changed how I looked at my whole life. And yeah, after I had surgery and it was a, you know, a fairly long recovery and yet I was very, very lucky because they caught it early and they were able to get it all through surgery. But I really kind of looked at my life and thought, you know, do I want to be driving around the city going on commercial auditions? Is that really how you want to spend your life? Yeah. Yeah. And everything really changed. And it's kind of crazy because I had just, you know, graduated from college and studied theater and that's the only thing I knew how to do. But I really questioned everything when I was diagnosed. And you were married at this time. I got married young, and we were really ready to start having kids. And that was the other thing that surprised me, because they told you not to get pregnant until two to five years after you were cancer-free. And that kind of was devastating news, because you were about ready to start your family. Absolutely. And, you know, I kept thinking, 
you know, what if I get another melanoma in six months? I mean, I could be waiting my whole life. Right. I mean, it really was shocking to hear that news, yet I didn't want to do anything stupid. Right. Um, and I felt so lucky that I was able to get through two years and be completely uh, cancer-free. And then, you know, my oncologist said, look, if you want to get pregnant, get pregnant, but you're going to be coming to see me a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, okay, that's okay. So during the pregnancy, you had to keep... I was getting, yeah, mm-hmm. checked really regularly. And now the other side of this kind of cancer diagnosis is that even when you're not in the sun, your chances of it recurring are still very, pretty good. Yeah. You know, my oncologist said to me, said, look, you could never be in the sun again or never have a sunburn again, and you could get melanoma again. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could live in a cave. Yeah. Yeah. I could live underground and I could still get it. So, you know, I think people think that when they get a sunburn and then, you know, it blisters and peels and then it's done and gone, that the damage is gone. Mm -hmm. But a sunburn, the damage that you do to your skin, I mean, that lasts a lifetime. And so you can pay the price for that 10, 15, 20 years later. Mm -hmm. So that's why now so much of my mission is getting parents to understand how important it is to start protecting their kids right away. And sunblock on. Yeah. And so now in your life, how much of the time are you wearing sunscreen when you go out and how much of the time are you just covering yourself? Um, Well, you know, I prefer to use clothing kind of as my first line of defense Mm -hmm. only because, you know, again, like I like to be outside. I do a lot of sports. I run, I hike, and it's just really, really hard for anything to work for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. in sunscreen. I mean, I, you know, I wear sunscreen on my face. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I try to use clothing more. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the funniest moments in the book is when you're dealing with either your friends calling or stopping by or, you know, running into people and they're, they're trying to be helpful, but right. maybe they say little thoughtless things and then it, you have your thoughts in italics and actually what you say. And some of those had me laughing out loud. And, you know, I think the thing that you realize is that when a friend is going through something or a friend is sick, you don't know the right thing to say. And the right thing to say for one friend is not going to be the right thing to say for another friend. Right. You know, I wanted them to say one thing one day and another thing another day. So mm-hmm. it's hard. And, you know, you go through where you're just, everything that people say makes you angry. Yeah. But I think the thing with melanoma that was particularly frustrating, because there's so much misunderstanding right. about what it is, people don't think it's serious. And some of the themes you touched on, now you are a worrier. I, yes, I am. I'm definitely a warrior. <laughs> and I just so commiserated with you and when you were calling the doctor's office right. to find out your results because you didn't want to have to wait the weekend. Well, you're at the mercy of these labs and pathology right. departments or even a well-meaning nurse in your doctor's office who gets results back and then they go to lunch and then they're chatting with their friend and then they're like, oh, by the way, I probably should call her and tell her everything's okay. Mm-hmm. It's hard and it's hard to just feel out of control. You know, that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing is that it's it's out of your control. You're so tied up emotionally with it, and they are not. It's another day on the job another for them. Patient. But it's your life for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you dealt with panic attacks. I did. <laughs> now, <laughs> and do you still deal with those? or uh, Very, very rarely. Okay. Very rarely. You kind of came to the conclusion that worry doesn't help. Right, doesn't help. Uh-huh. But, of course, I mean, if you are that type of person... 
how can you, t- you know, how my husband's you stop? like, stop, yeah. like enough. And I'm like, well, I wish that it worked that way. I wish uh-huh. I could stop worrying. Now, bringing your husband into this, now his life obviously was affected by your cancer yeah. and everything, but he was able to, you know, go on and build his career and do all that while you're kind of dealing with all of the emotions of right. everything going on at that point. Yeah. Now, was there a time when you felt resentful toward him? Um, no, I don't think so, because he's just been so supportive from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the great thing now is, you know, people say a lot of things about Hollywood, but, you know, he's in the position now and I'm in the position now that we can kind of rally the community. And, you know, I do this yearly run on the lot. And this mm-hmm. year we raised over $350,000 wow. for the Melanin Research Foundation. And so his position has allowed us to bring more attention to and awareness. the cause. Mm-hmm. And you can make a difference. Yeah. See, I'm starting to see a change and I'm seeing more and more people talking about it and wanting to talk about it. And, you know, we had a lot of good publicity opportunities with the book, which was great. Mm-hmm. And even looking at J. Cruz, who last year put out a, a long sleeve rash guard kind of made one. Yes. And, and bringing it into the fashion front. Too. Yeah. And, and it's sold out. And now this year they have like six that are mm-hmm. so cute. And so that to me, when you see a major company getting Get on board with behind it, it, it's right. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure with the diagnosis in the beginning, you felt horrible and like, why me? But can you see at this point now that maybe this was all supposed to happen so that you could make a difference? Yeah, I mean, as we were driving to the hospital before I had my latest melanoma, which has been now almost two years, my husband said, he said, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I actually got really, I really got mad at him because I kind of have come to believe that things don't happen for a reason, but that you can give it a reason, which I ended up getting tattooed on my wrist. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> because then that turns it into a more kind of, you can do things when, once they've happened that give it a reason. And right. so that's kind of what I've tried to do. Uh-huh. Gotcha. It's kind of, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control what you do with it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other touching part of the story was that soon after you were diagnosed, you had your mom and dad, since there is a genetic component. Right. Um, tested and your dad ended up with a much more severe form of melanoma and that whole component of how your relationship with your dad you came to this understanding of this father-daughter relationship that was absolutely beautiful and in the beginning I had a lot of frustration about how he was dealing with it in my opinion not dealing with it but through it I I kind of came to understand that that was his way you know everyone Mm -hmm. has a way to get through it and you kind of both came to this Complete acceptance of each other. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. It definitely, I think, deepened our relationship for sure. And he's doing well. He's doing really well, well. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, he did a clinical trial after he had surgery. I think it probably saved his life. Uh-huh. And you really encouraged him to do that. I did. You're very tenacious. Was that part of your upbringing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or did, I was actually did... really painfully, painfully shy child. Really? Yeah. I would not have gotten that from the book. Yeah, no, I mean, really. And so, you know, when I moved to L.A. and I was 14 and I had a very strong Southern accent and I was, you know, freckled and very tall and very skinny, not like the most popular kid, as you can kind of, <laughs> you can imagine. But that was really how I first got into acting. And 
that started giving me more confidence. And I think it was through that, though, that I realized I loved writing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what gave me the confidence to ultimately try to get the book out there. Mm -hmm. How did you meet your husband? Well, it was actually kind of scandalous because I was 18. Mm -hmm. We had gone to the same high school, but nine and a half years apart. Okay. And he was working from home and was writing. And I was in a show. I was a senior in high school. And they needed a director. And his mom was an educational therapist and was connected with the school. And anyway, they invited him to come direct the show. And <laughs> that was how we met. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So we started dating when I graduated. And so we've been together for 19 years. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. That's great. That's a neat story. And so on Hollywood. Very un-Hollywood. You know, it's funny. People make, obviously make assumptions about us, and they're never right about what our story uh-huh. is because we've uh-huh. been together a long time, way before, uh-huh. you know, he was, had no job and was living with his parents. It was very, uh-huh. very glamorous. Uh-huh. <laughs> so well, you, built on a good foundation. I feel like in L.A. And, and in this business, it's so important to have a strong base of family mm-hmm. because you can really get lost if you don't. Mm-hmm. How do you think you're a different kind of mom having survived melanoma than you would have been had your path kept going without it? You know, I don't think I would be nearly as vigilant as I am about keeping them safe. And I think if I was still acting, I mean, I think I would be a very probably different person. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy that the girls have been able to see kind of me working for something. And it's something bigger than yourself, yeah, too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's a great thing for kids to see. That, Absolutely. You know, there's not, you know, I'm not making money. There's not this payoff. It's just something I'm passionate about, and it's mm-hmm. something that needs to happen. Yeah. And you also have, there's sunscreen myths out there. Right, yeah. There's a lot of misunderstanding about sunscreens and, and how it works and, and how effective it is. And some of the things I talk about that are particular for L.A. is, just that, you know, we get a lot of exposure in our cars. People are in their cars a lot. The funny thing about sunscreen is it really does not like the heat. Oh. <laughs> so, so it loses its effectiveness? Yeah, so it breaks down. And, it, you know, it's like if you open an old bottle of sunscreen and, and everything is, like, separated, mm-hmm. and there's, like, some just random liquid that's, like, dripping down your arm, and then there's part of it that's white. I mean, that's kind of what happens when it's in your car. The, the active ingredients become inactive. So, okay. you know, that's something I always tell people that don't, leave sunscreen in your car, and I encourage people to use powdered sunscreens for their cars or to keep a sunscreen stick in their purse, you know, that's just easy to, to swipe you know, on. Yeah, mm-hmm. to put on your, you know, particularly your left arm, the left, left side of your face. There's, there was a great image online of a trucker who was, he was like, you know, I think he drove for 50 years. And the left side of his face looked like it was 25 years older than the right. Wow. Just because it, it was exposed because it in was the exposed. truck. I yeah. mean, it is, it is a crazy picture and a great visual, visual. for people yeah, sure. to see like, how powerful the sun is. Mm-hmm. The big thing is a sunscreen that has really good UVA. Actually, I order a lot of my sunscreens online that are manufactured in Canada or in Australia. Interesting. A product that has broad spectrum, meaning it has a good UV protection, is so key because those are the rays that are kind of penetrating past the outer layer. So they're not burning your skin, but they're breaking down the collagen, which gives you wrinkles, and they're Mm -hmm. also contributing to melanoma. So you do have to invest a little bit of time in finding a product 
that feels good on your skin. Because mm-hmm. if you don't like how it feels, you're not going to wear it. Right. What do you think about the sprays? Well, you know, the spray, it's, you know, lately the sprays have gotten a really bad rap because there's people who have used the sprays and then they've been barbecuing and, like, their arm catches on fire. Oh. And okay. the thing about the sprays, I mean, like with anything that is aerosol, they have alcohol in them, which, you know, I mean, you use hairspray, it's right. the same thing which does dissolve over a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you use the sprays, particularly for adults, you just have to be really smart about Where you not, use it. Yeah, not yeah. spraying your arms and then going and like flipping over a steak. You know, it's a lot of chemicals. Mm-hmm. And so I usually stay away from the sprays. You do more of the lotions. I then. do more of the lotions and the sticks. Now, what's next for you? I'm going to attempt to write a book that's actually geared towards kids. Okay. And that at the end of the day, what it's doing is empowering them and saying, look, this is, yes, it's your parents' responsibility, but it's also your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now, Hillary, before we let you go, we need to ask you our question of the day. And our question for today is, how do you handle a put down? Recently, someone told me, they gave me a hug and told me I smelled like sunscreen and I got really, really upset. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, usually I look to my husband because he's much more even keeled. Uh-huh. And if I said, I mean, after reading the book, you understand this. If I said what was really on my mind, uh-huh. it would probably be very inappropriate. But that's what—that's what's so endearing about you is because what really goes through your mind is what really goes through anybody's mind. <laughs> it's just great. I love so it. So I feel like when people insult me, I still have that part of me that feels very shy. So even though I'm thinking horrible things uh-huh. and shooting daggers out of my eyes, yes. I usually am not the person that would have a comeback. Right. Uh-huh. I usually stay quiet. And then uh-huh. you think of it like two and days I, later. Or, yeah, or then I think of it after the fact, and I'm like, oh, darn it. That I wish I would have said it. So it. good. Yeah. That's so funny. then you look to your husband, basically. Yes, but I look to him often, and, um, and he can kind of, you know, calm me if he's mm-hmm. if he thinks I'm being you know if I'm getting a little bit like worked up over that particular I mean the sunscreen comment he's like who cares well the book is pale girl speaks okay. and is there a website for the book um palegirlspeaks.com is my website and Great. there's lots of good tips and, and product facts. recommendations mm-hmm. and you can email me there with you know specific questions Okay. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate you sharing this advice with us and sharing such a personal journey. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Hillary. Thanks, Hillary. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay, bye. We'll go put your sunscreen on, and we'll meet you right back here for the Runza Regional Arts Spotlight. This is the Mulberry Lane Show.